How's that pie going, Deej? Oh, mate. Oh, fuck. It's so good. Why is it good, though? This is a critical podcast. love is like water pinned down and abused for being strange we are hottest 100s and thousands and we have taken control of your radio station and this is the podcast <laughs> then which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the triple j hottest 100 my name is david james young and i'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so joining me once again mr ed kowalczyk sorry nathan harrison Hi. <laughs> Mr. Ed Kowalczyk, sorry, <laughs> Adam Boncher. Possibly new favourite beginning, yeah. Market, possibly. Possible. And Mr. Ed Kowalczyk. Very happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I, like everyone else, was really... When you introduced the lyric, I was scared that you wouldn't also sing the melody, but then you did, so everything was right in the way. Is this the first time we've done the double up? I think so. Yeah. 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 I'm just really excited. I'm just really fucking excited. We're all really excited. There's only one song in this podcast and four (laughs) just kind of... (laughs) Oh, boy. But before we tell you that story, we've got to tell you this story. It's about sex, drugs, and California and all this other nonsense. Are they from California? (laughs) Apparently. They barely mention it. Yeah, I know, I know. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. At number 75, this song is called song was called Warped. Nathan, you wanted Chili Willy at some point in your life because you're a male. And I think we've... <laughs> no, it's true. It, like, if you if you are an what? assigned male at birth, you have to own at least one Chili Peppers record from the ages of zero to 16. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I pay that. Um, yeah. By the way, was one of the first albums I bought. There you go. Same. Same. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of four. So you either get, by the way, yep. 
Blood Sugar Sex Magic, The Greatest Hits, or Californication. Great, mm. oh, I was a Greatest Hits man myself. It was um the earlier Greatest Hits, the What Hits. Oh, yes, of course. Of oh, course. wow. Yeah. yeah. Not, even, not even the one with like Fortune Faded on it. No, not even. It was before that. Well, like, it was when I just saw Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the Ooh. early, early but, stuff. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. that makes you an outlier. <laughs> Potential outlier. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the hipster version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool, the coolest. Yeah, answer. yeah. I got freaky styly when I was six. So, you <sighs> no, know, whatever. Did you, what did you have personally, Dave? I had the Greatest Hits. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, not the what hits one. No, 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 not the I, hits. I, I also had Californication on cassette. Nice. Oh, okay, that's yeah. yeah that's now fine. all four of those are what I classify as nine ninety five albums. So when you're first <laughs> getting into music, <laughs> like mm. as a broader idea, what you do is you go to your JB Hi-Fi's, your Sanities, or whatever else, and you find the albums that are there, and they are nine dollars and ninety five cents because everybody already owns them yep. except yourself. So you've yeah. got your Neverminds, Rage Against the Machine, self titled. Grace mm-hmm. by Jeff Buckley, fucking Hotel California. Need to pick all, up yeah, Grace. Dude, appetite, that's a yeah. appetite, <laughs> appetite for destruction. All, all, all nine ninety five albums. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, and Californication. And by the way, to an extent now, yeah. are all nine ninety five albums. So yeah. like entire discographies are nine ninety five albums. Dylan's like three for twenty now. Mm. <laughs> I that's a freaking amazing observation. Like, it's just something, that, is, that is definitely a it's class something I of just album noticed growing up, growing up in record stores. Like we yeah. all have, we all have a nine ninety five album that we yeah. consider like one of our favorite albums. Like I've got Automatic for the People and Rumors yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like you've you probably got like Dark Side of the Moon exactly, or yeah. something. That, yeah, yeah. Perfect. See? Uh, a lot of Radiohead albums. Yeah. Yep. See, okay, okay, okay Computer. Okay, Computer is one hundred percent a nine ninety five album. You know, like that sort of shit. Yeah, it's not a disparaging thing. No, it's, no, no. It's like, really good because yeah, it makes a lot of good music accessible to to new audience. And, I actually think that yeah. the majority of my collect my CD collection as a teen was were yeah. ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't flush with cash. Well, well the of course slightly upmarket twelve ninety five album. Yeah, you're a Rage Against the Machine, Battle, Battle of, of LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's twelve ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously, and. Uh, quite fitting considering we're talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers these albums can often be gateway drugs <laughs> into, into more niche kind of music indeed uh-huh. um, yeah. so that's my that's my point like they were obviously quite a formative band for a lot of young boys mm. especially young boys surrounding themselves with instruments and guitars etc yeah. Nathan we're coming in at a very interesting point uh, for the band uh, Frusciante's gone mm. uh, in his place is Mr. Dave Navarro, sex god, rock god, formerly of Jane's Addiction, and now currently of Jane's Addiction. Um, and obviously they just saw the word addiction. It's just like, you're in the band. <laughs> <laughs> it's too it easy. It's too <laughs> easy. It really is. Uh, I hope you're keeping counted. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, yes, this is from their very divisive One Hot Minute yeah. record. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking about more songs from this record uh, as time goes on. But, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Tell me what you think of this particular track. Well, I think first up, like, it's very Jane's Addiction. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, structurally guitar tone, like, compared to a lot of, you know, what the Chili Peppers had done up to this point, like, it's very Jane's Addiction. Mm. Yep. Which doesn't particularly work for me. It's not my jam, but that's fine. That said, I think that it's, like, the kind of distorted vocals work pretty well for the song and push it into, like, slightly unfamiliar Chili Peppers territory, and that's, that's pretty good. I just don't like that the verse vocals are kind of off the beat as much as they are. I don't know. I, I only kind of picked up on it, like second or third listen but like there's something about their placement that irks me and and it mm. makes them feel kind of detached but but not in a good way I, I don't even really know i tried to like 
really clamp down on what that was, but there's some, something about the vocals for me just don't fit quite right. I'm not sure what that is. Um, I actually thought the verses themselves were pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, an, I'm in that camp. Like, yeah. And I think in terms of what the song is trying to get across, the idea of being messed up and yeah, yeah. being dependent and not kind of having a grip on reality, I think it actually thematically conveys that really well. But aside from that, like... I like that it's so because you got such a driving mm. song kind of otherwise the the contrast between the two I think is quite well done. Yeah, yeah, and then I think you know the the outro which is stylistically is not that far from a lot of the other Chili Peppers stuff True. fits really well as a counterpoint in this song. And yeah, I think I nice. think the outro is kind of just lovely and light. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I think um, as a like as much as there is definitely Jane's Addiction tone here, and like I'm a bit of a Jane's Addiction fan, and as much as it's easy and very fun to make fun of Dave Navarro for being Dave Navarro, he is actually <laughs> a fucking good guitarist, and he shows it off here. But like thematically, I think this song because the choruses are just like kind of like an inch away from being pop rock, and like just it's kind of a middle ground between where they were with Blood Sugar and where they were going to be with Californication. Yeah, that's like fair. that kind of. And I guess because like, this record was not that super well received, no. I guess partly yeah. it did with Frusciante gone as well. Like, it's, like, but I actually think this song was all right. Like, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Mm. Like the the sound of it and like being warped and particularly the music video don't help this. But it was it's really clearly marketed to like high school edge lords. Like, yeah, but 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 <laughs> like, also um, they had they had to fight to keep the the kiss. Yeah. At the end in right. the video, okay, and then they lost a huge amount of like college bros <laughs> well, as, as their fan base who were like, "That's fucked." Um, and then the band, to their credit, uh, were like, "Well, we don't need you if if you know this is the kind well, of scum good. you are." But also, as if that's the most homoerotic part of the video. Yeah. Like if if you're gonna like, <laughs> if you're a kid that's gonna take their career butt naked. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like that. the video is nothing but like men gyrating at the camera in, in their underwear. Yeah. In, like, in, in tight And then, in, like, like, you kind of see a silhouetted kiss and that's the part that all the college dude bros have a problem with. It's like, okay, guys. Like- You're referring to uh, the kiss that's shared between Kedis and Navarro. Yeah. Yeah, right. For those who haven't seen the video. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend looking it up. It's a total time capsule of mid-90s, like, alterna dude. Yeah. And it's just if you wanted to know what the Red Hot Chili Peppers image was, it's just, like, it kind of sums it up pretty concisely yeah. just right there. Yeah. But, I- yeah, there's stuff to enjoy about this song. Uh, mm. Of course, like, like Flea, everyone talks about how great a bass player he is, and he's gotten kind of straightforward these days, but, like, it's, it's, it is fun to see him be just, like, a wild man on the bass guitar. Like, he mm. just goes hectic, and it's really yeah. wonderful to listen to. I think it's a valid call that the guitar is very Jane's Addiction, but I still think the rhythm section is super Red Hot Chili. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. and super satisfying. Like I don't know, I just I just love how much kind of texture they've managed to bring in there. I think it's immaculately produced because you just like, I just kind of like. I don't know whether anyone else gets this or whether it's just like a me thing, but sometimes when there's some really nice textures going in, I kind of like, I feel it in my mouth. Does anyone else get? It's like. It's just kind of like... It has a good mouth feel. It has, it has a good, good mouth feel. It has a good... Yeah. It's like, and it's, and it's, it's just like sometimes it's the percussion, like there'll be a nice bass drum thing. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> or, or sometimes it's just like a particularly good guitar thing. I, it's just probably just me. It's just like this weird... Synesthesia moment. Yeah. <laughs> the shittiest synesthesia <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. Crunchy bass makes me feel like I'm eating food. <laughs> Shitty <laughs> synesthesia. Say that three times fast. Shitty synesthesia. The Adam Buncher story. Um... <laughs> She sells shitty synesthesia by the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> but I do get it. I just it's just it's tasty. Hmm. Yeah. It's tasty. Well that's a common like people use that term to describe licks. No, but I mean yeah. it literally. <laughs> I'm it's sure Jack just... Buck does as well. <laughs> when he uses it in that <laughs> yeah! one. In that, in that, in that yeah. Yeah. 
it also illustrates really clearly what was going on with the whole one hot minute thing, like the 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 schism between what's happening in the rhythm section and the guitar. The whole yeah. thing was that Navarro came in and he was a bit of a weird kind of tack on mm. and he never really gelled with the band and ultimately that's why it kind of didn't work out and he didn't continue and uh, you can hear that in the song like at the same time as it pushes them in a new direction it still seems a little bit foreign and a little bit alien yeah it's it's not a super comfortable direction yeah yet, exactly at least it, as, like, potentially as it could as it have is. become but yeah yeah but it's it's definitely kind of like here's here's what He's brought to the table, and here's what was already mm. kind of there. Here's what they which kind of at least on. you know credit to them for not just trying to emulate getting him to try and just be John. Totally. Yeah, totally. Oh, like, why, yeah. why better that he do something? He's yeah, own. yeah. And I've always like this is actually I was really interested to hear this track because as a, a somewhat of a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan growing up, yeah, I was always told to steer clear of the album. I, mm, and, then yeah. I ne- and I never went near Even it. by Anthony Kiedis himself. Yeah, that's right. They don't yeah, play he, any he of it live. He did an interview where he was talking about, like, uh, what's uh, an album of yours that people say that they love, that you, like, are uh, taken aback by, that surprises you? And he says, oh, it's always one hot minute. That was a really troubled time for me. Hmm. And yeah, when and Anthony really Kiedis was. is telling you that he's had a troubled time, you know you're a bit fucked. Yeah, well, he was, he was clean just before the kind of this... Period. Something like that, yeah. Like he was just getting out of all that shit, and so like he was in a really weird spot. And I believe what did it was an injury that he sustained during tour, and then the pain medication that he was on made him relapse, right. which sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's rough. You hear that a lot. Like, a lot of people in rehab just don't have pain medication. Like if they get injured, like they'll just mm-hmm. refuse to take the painkillers. And while like we are, we've cracked jokes about it. And it's, like it's, I'm like I just want to. Like I would hate to make light of anybody suffering from addiction, kind of yeah, thing. Like yeah, obviously, so, make, obviously it's easy. We'll to make, leave that for Neil yeah, obviously it's easy to make fun of Red Hot Chili Peppers for it because they've made a career out of being like, like aping the rock star of like, oh, I'm so cool, mm. yeah, yeah, drugs. yeah. And that, that, that's always what I want to make fun of, not yeah. the fact that like. But you're not making fun of a person there. You're no, fully. Fun I've, of, I've had of an idea. I've, yeah, I, I know people who have died because of heroin addiction. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. And like, any, for any for any human person. If, it sucks. These members of yeah. the Red Hot Slippers as included, like if you look at them as people, then it, it does really yeah. suck. Yeah. So, yeah, like a, like what's been covered. It's it's a bit of a, a weird one. It's like I, I think the main thing I was asking when I was listening through was just like, who is this for? Yeah, you know, that's like a good I, I think it was like primarily it's just like I think they were trying to prove it to themselves more than anyone else. That it's just like, oh, you just think we're you know do 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 zangle zombagong grang right? Well, check this <laughs> out. Check this out. And you right? know what? They're my favorite bad albums. The the bad albums is just kind of like you know what that didn't work, but damn if you guys didn't give something like the like the a try the eighties electronic Neil Young records. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Because because <laughs> if you if you're gonna do something like if you're gonna have a bad album, you might oh, as yeah, well yeah, try yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. new. Yeah, don't have a diminishing yeah. return. Like, like Chris Cornell's album. Club Record with Timberland. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know about this album. Man. Oh yeah, you do. I, I think it sounds better in my head than it's going to. Chris in my Cornell ears. made a solo album produced by Timberland. Beautiful. Huh. It's unreal. Does <laughs> Cornell beatbox? He doesn't beatbox, <laughs> but uh, he tries to get his R&B on, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> Along with the Jane's Addiction comparison, like, uh, I think the verse is, like, going super trippy and, like, kind of stretching out the guitar and shit like that. That had a bit of a Sabbath vibe to me as well. Mm, like, sure. particularly, like, you know, like, Sweet Leaf, like, fucking stoned out of their minds era Sabbath. This <laughs> is definitely a song yeah. to blaze up to. Yeah. Like, that that was what they were going for. This Do you is think their- they would endorse that, though? <laughs> oh, look... <laughs> 
Hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I guess sometimes you want some really explicit whether or not you should be indulging marijuana. Just for a yeah. teaser for next week, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, it really goes to show, like, the classic lineup of this band will always be Kiedis, Flea, Chad Smith, and Frusciante. Like, Of course. You can just tell that they really hit their stride when they had that dynamic between the four of them going, mm. uh, as is apparent right now. Um, so uh, the Chili Peppers are currently in the same situation that they were 20 years ago. Uh, Frusciante is out, oh, yeah. uh, and in his place is a guy called Josh Klinghoffer, who, coincidentally enough, was John Frusciante's understudy. Well, that makes sense, in a way. Yeah. Like- so, like, uh, when they went out on tour, Joss Klinghoffer would be playing second guitar, like, literally, mm. like, behind a speaker stack. Like, you could barely make him out, but he's fucking there just playing along to Frusciante's shit. Well, that's how, like, our Steve Vai... Got started. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He was exactly. Zappa's stunt guitarist, and yeah. I think I think that speaks to them. I mean, they've been what nearly thirty years now, something like that. So, yeah, like, you know, like they're a legacy act at this point. Yeah, and at this point, you don't get a crazy new guitarist that's going to push you in a new direction. Yeah, you try and emulate the sound that you were most successful. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, as Kiedis has mentioned, this is a this is a weird and confusing time for the band because they don't know who they are anymore, and they're all fucked up, and it's all weird, but. Uh, uh, whatever they get, they get a pass. It's the nineties. We were all doing some hectic shit, <laughs> including me. I was I was literally doing hectic shits in 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 my nappies. Like you know, that's that's what I was doing for the good first part of the nineties, and up to, up up to and including now. Actually, I'm taking a solid dump right about now. I reckon this happening. We'll, we'll cut this. <laughs> this isn't going in. Fuck each and every one of you. I'm quitting the band. I'm the okay. John Frusciante of this group. You guys are nothing without me. Why you're understudy? <laughs> <laughs> but who's who's another like big bearded dude that we know? Christ, I don't know. Um, Zach Galifianakis. Yes, he's your sure. understudy. <laughs> Get him on the horn. <laughs> you and number seventy four. This is Grinspoon with Sick Fest. That is the correct way to introduce that. Fucking grin is cat! Also that. <laughs> oh, I see where they'd be the out right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, they're on now? Let's go! <laughs> it's it's 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Who says 2 p.m.? <laughs> Conversational. Well, it's 2 p.m. <laughs> in the afternoon. It's currently 2 p.m. <laughs> it's currently 14 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Classic fucking radio announcer here. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's 22 past the hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at the news coming up real soon. We're doing eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dolphins Thank cry yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the way you... Found you fighting away 
through at number 74 with the song Sick Fest. Here we are, finally talking about Gridspoon. This is uh, one of the more celebrated bands in the history of the Hottest 100. I think they get in like over a dozen times. Yeah. How to describe Gridspoon? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll put them this way. They're a band that people love to hate, except when they're actually physically present. In which case they fucking love them mm. and will like make no fucking compromise. It's like it's like it's like it's it's like when you are you're in Australia, right? And you're just talking, oh fuck Australia, shit, fuck I hate Australia. Sometimes it's so fucking shit. And then you fucking go overseas, and anyone who fucking like comes here is just like, oh mate, Australia's the fucking best place in the fucking world. If anyone fucking talks shit about Australia, I'll fucking curb stomp you. you know? See, that's yeah. like um, you don't like listening to Man Down, American Down Under, and this is like four AM in a hostel in Berlin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that and kind you're of like, shit. Fuck, yeah. I want some yeah. Vegemite so bad. But it's like we we talked about it when we were talking about tumbleweed, and and you know. Yeah. Home Hometowns, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, allowed yeah. to rag on your hometown, but no one else is. Yeah, like- fucking A, fucking A. So, like, I have seen Grinspoon eight times. I'm going to say about five or six of them were not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As in, like, yeah. I, I, I might have been at a festival and realized they were on and gone... Oh, oh yeah. well, there's nothing else on. I might as well go and see Grinspoon. <laughs> it is 1,400 or, hours in the afternoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or like, um, it's just like, oh, there's nothing on this weekend. Oh, Grinspoon are playing at Waves. I might as well head down, <laughs> you know. And every single time I have left a Grinspoon show, I have come out of it going, why the fuck don't I go and see Grinspoon more? That was fucking awesome. Like, they are such an entertaining live band. They have fucking bangers out the wazoo. <laughs> like, uh, this is an interesting, like, very, very early developmental stage mm. of... Yeah, this is debut EP. Yeah, so, been. like, kind of, like, vaguely rap metal, drop D, like, uh... Ah, 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 like angry, like proto new metal sort yeah. of stuff. Oh, well, um, well, this was there unearthed. Yeah, this, yeah, they yeah. Won this, unearthed this is what this. got them over. Which is um, like, oh, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Obviously, they would go on to, to much better things through uh, the, uh, the Easy Record and the Guide to Better Living Record, even even the New Chemistry Record to to an extent. But um, yeah, like uh, it, it's interesting to see kind of where it all started. Like. Uh, uh, I think when we were talking, like when we we're talking about you and I for the first time, and like seeing that mm. super early stuff, mm. um, you know, shit like that. You're totally right. You you can see in this song a lot of what the band is going to become. Yeah, uh, particularly like I think Phil's Phil's vocals are what really makes it pop and makes it sound kind of unique. Yeah, in terms of the sound and particularly the structure of the song. There's nothing that interesting happening here. This, to me, if it very much made me think of like a high school band. That's that, exactly that throw, it. And, and, and yeah. obviously, well, they, you know, were. they, they were, yeah. which is fine. That's exactly it. And, and so, it's, this isn't disparaging at all because it's what they no. were, but it's, it's total when you're in a high school rock band and you put breakdowns in songs because that's what you do. And not yeah. only do you put a breakdown in the song, but the lyric you place in that breakdown is break you down. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Like, like, that's that's the rock song you write when you're in year 10 or whatever. And, and that's fine. But like... Yeah. Amen. But the, this is Plato's year 10 rock yeah, song. Yeah, and, and also really like, think. because it's clear that you can see what they can become. Obviously, Triple J and, and Triple J listeners can can see that in the song and that's why it wins on earth and and helps them become 
Grinspoon. I'm glad you mentioned the on Earth thing because it's actually pretty historic. This being included in the Triple J Hottest 100 and as a point of history for Triple J because it was the oh. first unearthed competition. Yeah, well, oh, this yeah. was the yeah. inaugural unearthed competition, and it turned up Grinspoon, one of the most kind of like woven in kind of bands of the 90s and probably like of Australian kind yeah, of cultural history. Absolutely. Which is wonderful. And I love the fact that they sound, as I said, like Plato's year 10, yeah. year 10 yeah. band. Yeah, there's, there's nothing it's, that you it's can... It's so... It's so like... It's such a perfect example of yeah. that. It's like these are guys who wear band t-shirts everywhere, who who rock out at lunch times in the music room. Yeah. Who... You know, it's exactly... They are, they are the best next time, band. you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they are the best band at your high school. Like, That's ex- yeah. and at anyone's high school. Yeah. It reminded well, me, yeah, evidently, yeah, everyone on earth. So says Triple J. <laughs> yeah. and, says Lismore High. Yeah, yeah, Lismore. There we go. Represent. Represent. Yeah, there's no like. Even if you don't like, like this song is what it is. It's a grungy, post grungy kind of. Yeah, like everything about it is what it is. But yeah. like, yeah. You, there's there's no point in criticizing it. It's like. You, like, why would you bully a bunch of seventeen-year-olds playing music they love? Like, it's, yeah, it's exactly totally, it's, totally. it's exactly that. Yeah. Like, there's no way that you can be mean about this song. Yeah. It's, like, it's so endearing, and it I'm, I'm, it's obviously great to be here. And they're making music for themselves yeah. so clearly, which and is the most beautiful thing about high school bands is that you just you get off on this on your own supply, and everyone else kind of does as well because we they're all on the yeah. same vibe. But it's, it's like just they're wonderful. really good at it. It's just that yeah. the song craft isn't there yet, and that's that's totally fine because yeah, like they're seventeen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I read less into the kind of the the band they will become stuff and you know I just like I'm really happy just looking at this song and saying like for this for what it is is great and perfect and yeah. I kind of wish that I discovered it in high school because it reminds me so much of like Frog Stomp era mm. Silverchair yeah. which I was all about another 995 album oh absolutely yeah. it's a 995 album and I imagine that uh, Grinspoon's first album which this it came off the EP but it also was an inclusion on their first album that's yes, probably a 995 one as well yeah yeah. And also just like props to again to the whole everything that Triple J has ever done with the unearthed thing. Like I'm just so thankful that like the national broadcaster in this country has an initiative like that. Yeah. Like every time I think about it, I'm just like, fuck yeah. yeah. It's it's sick. It's it's real good. The fact that I could start a musical project and upload a track tonight and it would be on on that and everyone kind of already knows about it and knows that that's where you go to turn up talent if that's what you were looking for yeah. is is awesome it's real good also just a quick note on their name because i think it's really funny now named after dr grinspoon who was a guy who was all about medicinal marijuana use at the time right <laughs> and of course like if you're a yeah right so you're an edgy <laughs> high school band oh you're like God. yeah we're gonna call ourselves yeah. dr grinspoon but it's like you basically now have Koshi on Sunrise talking about like that's pretty medicinal, funny, medicinal cannabis stuff. It's like, man, you're as edgy as you're as edgy, edgy as Sunrise. Today we are talking about. I guess that's the dream. You name yourself like a pretty yeah. like explicit drug reference, and then move into adult contemporary enough that you yeah. get featured on on morning TV. Yeah, yeah. Very well, winners and man. grinners today, yeah. we have a claimed rock band, Grinspoon, in the studio. That's the thing, right? But it's funny seeing them go from this to like just being like the most Triple M friendly. Yeah, yeah, like getting in interviewed Australia. on um, Enough mm. Rope with Andrew Denton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great interview, actually. That's I don't one. doubt it. Yeah, yeah, Andrew Denton's a great interview. Yeah, well, and Gemma was fucked up for a really long time. So yeah, like, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Phil Jamison, I think, like, like, I don't know the man, but um, I've seen him at gigs and stuff as I'm sure most city people We chat have. on Twitter from time to yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. He's pretty He's active on Twitter. Seems like a good bloke. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
How Australian is this I'd buy conversation him a been? We've mentioned Koshy. We've mentioned Denton. Grinspoon. We've mentioned Andrew Denton. Pretty good. Righto. Australia? Australia. <laughs> Fucking Australia. Australia! We, ha- we got the sound of uh, David smashing a can. A tinny, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. after someone yeah. said Australia. Des- destroying or smashing a can or tinny, if you will. <laughs> Australia. Or mother or, or BB. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Yeah, mother or the best cold beer, if you will. <laughs> Matter of fact, he's got it now. <laughs> and number 73, it's The Cure with Dread Song. Number 73 with Dreadzog. The evidence has been falsified. I never betrayed the law. I am the law. <laughs> Andrew, you betrayed the law. What do you think of this song? I uh, mentioned a few episodes back, um, foreshadowing, saying there was a vote that was coming in more for the band than the song. Uh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a trope codifier for that. This- what, baby? Yeah, this song um, recorded for the um, the end credits of the Sylvester Stallone starring Judge Dredd. You betrayed the law! Sci-fi action misadventure. <laughs> I, don't um, even, I don't even need to see it anymore yeah. that David's done that. <laughs> um, I think I basically get it. The evidence has been falsified! <laughs> the evidence has been falsified. <laughs> he never betrayed the law. No, he is the law. I am the law! He is the law. <laughs> <laughs> So the thing is, that's the tone of the movie, right? Like, okay. it's so Long bizarre. But- also, Rob Schneider is his sidekick. Rob Schneider is his You're sidekick. You're kidding. No. I need to see it now. Damn. See, side note, if you see the movie, then also check out the 2012 film just called Dread. I hear that's actually okay, It though. is, eh? It's part yeah. of this current ilk of action films, much like John Wick, which are just kind mm. of like, they. here's an idea and then action for two hours. And yeah. It's just well shot and coolly choreographed yeah. action. What, instead, yeah. what if instead of a director and a stunt choreographer and yeah. a fight choreographer, we just got the fight choreographer to be the director? To shoot a film. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did the okay. Cure re-record this song for the Alas, they did not. <laughs> but this is so like, compared to which I've, I defended um, Burn in the soundtrack for The Crow quite mm. a bit. Oh, this yes. song is just so, like lyrically, it's just so 
Robert Smith by the numbers. It could have yeah, right. been written by a cure lyrics generator. Like, <laughs> it's like, never say give up, never say give in. We've always had to fight to win. Like, dude, like you wrote fucking disintegration. You've made me <laughs> yeah. cry with your music. This is like, g- give a shit, man. Like, yeah. and musically, I think like the all the string sections. It really, this is like coming from a cure completionist, but it really foreshadows what their next album was going to be. Yeah, I think there's too much going on. Way too much going on. I just on. want oh. to ditch one of the tracks at least. Maybe like the arpeggiated like kind of synth. synth that, yeah, that... all the crazily booming drum sound. Yeah. yeah, no, it's over the top. It's an absolute mess. Because because all of the bits in the song, I can kind of draw references to other Cure sounds, but yeah. it's like they're just trying to mash them together. Yeah, because they're really phoning this one in. Yeah, the, the like the string section is so like wild mood swings. The mm. synthy stuff and the beats remind me a bit of them, them remix a record mixed up. Yeah, like it's just a hodgepodge, and even somehow like the mix is lazy. Like Robert's yeah. voice is in an odd position. Like every this is like. It's just not a great song. It's just so weird. It's so obviously voting for the band, not the song. And, like, this is coming from someone who's, like, a massive cure tragic, who still teases his hair out with Robert Smith. I just... They, they just missed the mark so bad here. They, they just didn't give a shit. Mm. It's too like, cure to function. But it's not it's even, basically... Uh, like, no, it's, just, it's, it's not, not cure at all. That's the thing. Yeah, they just went like, let's do this and this and this. Cure and cover also band. have some strings. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's too cure. That it's not cure. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else find it fucking weird that when we did Friday I'm in Love, we we're just like, all right, well, that's probably the end of our talk about the cure. All right, well, yeah. uh, moving on. What else and could there be? Like, they, they, they've kept fucking coming back. Yeah. And, and Each we, time worse than the last. To yeah. this day, we have not covered any form of archetypal cure song mm. at all. We've covered. Yeah, their we never ha- do. We've covered their happy song. We've covered their Jimi Hendrix cover. <laughs> We've covered the song from The Fucking Crow. And now we have the evidence that has been falsified. <laughs> but this is the last time we talk about The Cure. Sure. Surely? Yeah. Really? Well, we talk about when Robert Smith is on that terrific Crystal Castles track. Oh, shit. Many years oh, so we're not talking about it for like enough. a million when years. When Adam and Andrew. Yeah. When, uh, yeah. <laughs> when Adam meets Andrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But what did you guys think of this song? I I, I infer there's not much love shit. for this. Of yeah, it good. Was dog good. Shit. Like that. It, it it sounds like a midlife crisis. <laughs> God, those synth strings and like Robert Smith trying to really fucking sell those fucking lyrics. Yeah. Like it would have been better if Frank Stallone fucking wrote this song. <laughs> I reckon. Just really fucking jazz it up a bit. Oh, but yeah, it's so weird that they've kind of become such a talked about act, and yet, like for. All of us, like, have some love for The Cure. I'm pretty sure we're all going in July. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, except Adam, he doesn't go to gigs. Um, but, um, I'll be staying home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Disintegration. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, headphones. Yeah, yeah. He's I'll lo- have a fine time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In Lossless. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate music from afar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 22 past the hour. Um, anyway, <laughs> fuck this song. Uh, I, <laughs> whatever, like, oh my God, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we keep talking about The Cure and, like, we can't talk about The Cure in the way that we want to talk about The Cure except Friday I'm in Love. And it's just, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are we voting this shit in? Like, is it just this, uh, oh, I like The Cure. Have they got any songs here? See, I don't think it's that bad a song. I think I'm it's... assuming backpackers are voting, obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, if you're a Cure fan, maybe, albeit one that's less critical than you, Andrew, or, or you, Nathan, <laughs> like, then, you know, like, whose love for The Cure is pure. It's pure Cure. 
But like, if you were a fan, his of love the, is like water. If you, yeah, mm. um, if you were, a fan, if you were a fan of the Cure, but you just didn't quite have that critical engagement, I think there's still stuff to like here. I, as I said, like I think the problem is that it's too Cure. Yeah, and, like it still sounds like the Cure, and still, but... yeah, it, exactly, it's still a Cure song, and it's and for that, it's not bad, but it's not a great example of a Cure song, and it's just really like, to me, it just is so obviously just. They went. They wanted for. They were wanted for the soundtrack. They were pressured by the label or by yeah. the studio or by someone. The name of the fucking song is Dread Song. Like, mm. yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't like the crow and the song they contributed for that. I could believe came from a love of the movie. Like, I could believe that they approached them saying, like, "Oh my god, you're doing a movie of, of, of the crow. Yeah. Please let us contribute to the soundtrack." But like. Mm. Also, look at the way that the soundtrack is set up. You've got the Cocteau Twins on there. Yeah. You've got a bunch of really cool alternative bands. And I really think it's, it's, a, de- it's a decision made by the suits. Mm. Oh, you can go... see what the producers were going for. Yeah, exactly. And I just think they've been co-opted into that entire strategy. But they their heart wasn't in it. Clearly. Oh, God, no. They were just this like, well, this is an offer that we... It is too good to refuse. Also, I think it's really funny, looking back over this, uh, at the time... Heaps of comic book fans were really, really excited because they were like, finally, we're getting a film based on a comic book yeah, right? with an A-list star. We'll never get sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day all movies are comic book adaptations <laughs> or sequels. We'll place the word movie with franchises. Yeah, and that's like a Goosebump book. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Good shit. Were the bullets recovered from the bodies of Vardis and Lily Hammond... So DNA coded? Yes, Judge Magruder. It could not be otherwise. And what was the result of the computer check of the DNA coding on those bullets? The DNA is a perfect match for Judge Joseph Dredd. So The evidence is impossible! It's impossible! I never broke the law! I am the law! No case! You gotta believe me! The prosecution rests. <laughs> what what movie won best Oscar or best picture that year? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> what mistake was made? Yeah, what mistake? <laughs> the evidence. And number seventy two. This is Rail with immune deficiency. I spent yesterday smoking drugs and getting drunk, and I. Spend yesterday smoking drugs and getting drunk and scratching my soul. Scratching my soul. It seems to be the only way I'm ever gonna feel the same. I guess I can't compete, my friend, since the end of it all. Two, that was Rail with Immune Deficiency. Adam, 
the fuck was this weak source wannabe lemonhead shit? Yeah, it's kind of like this weird <laughs> meeting point of like alternative rock but adult contemporary at the same mm. time, which I think is interesting, if not, you know, just kind of a bit whatever. Easily one. Of, this is one of the most generic songs we've spoken about for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. This is Buffalo Tom levels of generic. <laughs> the main thing that I can't get past is the line "smoking drugs." Oh like, my god, right? Smoking drugs. Like, oh, I need to bring that guy. up. I need to bring it up right now. Like that's yep. something a mum says to another mum. Yep. Yeah, smoking drugs and getting about. drunk is a really good line to characterize an old person in a TV show who's yeah. never you gone think high or drunk. That. You, you think taking alcohol it. is cool? Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly that. It's yeah. just kind of like why. Like, drugs is exactly the same number of syllables as pot, and you don't rhyme anything with drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, it it would sound way worse, like... It'd sound more specific and more authentic. Smoking drugs? Or even, like, smoking crack as well. Like, if you want to characterize yourself as a really... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you unless you want us to kind of read that you're smoking both of those drugs, yeah. Like, it's a re- like I don't yeah. know. It's it's just a strange lyric that kind of in its in its non specificity kind of gets to me. Yeah, sure. I honestly didn't didn't mind it that much after like you know it took me a couple of listens, but I was like, yeah, I, I can I get this. Like, it's kind of nice and chill and and sort of fits in a landscape along with like. Some of the 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 slower UMI stuff, like I can definitely see how this fits in Australian nineteen ninety five kind of thing. Mm. That's just yeah, I think it's I, interesting. I think that's the best. Yeah. I think like it doesn't is... pop out at all. I, obviously, there's a reason we've never heard of this band. Yeah, and I think the best thing that I can say for it is just like, yeah, this is a really interesting example of this kind of sound that was bouncing around in Australia yeah. at the nineties, which I wouldn't have been subjected to but I think he's still kind of uniquely Australian in a yeah. way. And so I'm glad it's kind of... I, I do, every now and then, like, he kind of lets the Southern drawl come in and I really don't like that because it's just like, you don't need to do yeah, that, tr- man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I didn't mind it too much. And if I, you know, if I was around listening to the radio in, in, in 1995, I would have been like, yeah, this song's fine. Um, there is a live version on YouTube that makes the song Sorry, no, 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 that's, that's the next song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've seriously been foreshadowing it so hard throughout the course of this. But the, the live version that, that I saw them do like does make it seem slightly better. Sure. Um, and you know what? I actually quite like the, the kind of noisier section. Yeah, sure. Like then, then he does this like these kind of like weird kind of cockrocky bends on the guitar that kind of ruins it. But for a yeah. second there, it's Sonic Youth. But, but that's like hey, cool. Do that for twenty minutes. Those, <laughs> those bends are the same thing as as the drawl. It's just like you've got this thing, and then you're kind of gesturing towards like a, a more grungy or cockrock aesthetic to the song, and it just doesn't need that. Yeah, it's weird. yeah. My biggest qualm is the very last line where he's like, "Wish I was getting laid," because that kind <laughs> of fit. Like it kind of shits on. The earnestness of the rest of the song, which I for think me, it just it like could cheap. be deliberate. Like I, I, I guess, I but that that again, know, like doesn't like that doesn't work for you. No, I, yeah. like for me, the song, like it, obviously, it's not an amazing song, but you know, it's just kind of sitting in this kind of self self deprecated, like you know, feeling very sorry for yourself, but earnest kind of thing, and then it just like this sleazy thing at the end. There was like the line. Well, what was the line? Do 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 do. Was that the line? No, it wasn't. That would have been do, better. Do, do, but like, do, 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 do. <laughs> take me in your arms and forgive, forgive everything I've done. Obviously, that's not that's... like an inspired lyric, but like you know, like that's that's a pretty earnest lyric. And so I think to have that in a song and then finish the song with "Wish I Was Getting Laid" is just kind of like, mate, yeah. you, like you had an okay song in there and you just I don't know. 
yeah, think sure. like it's, it's I, like it's credit to you for being able to draw so much out of this song. <laughs> I think it's just an like absolutely middle. This is like t- so number seventy two. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Just absolutely unremarkable. There's not much to it at all. I'm really surprised you're able to draw so much out of it. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I, I just kind Ouch. of like <laughs> for them. I guess I don't know. Or me. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, they were a big deal at the time. Uh, they were like Aria-nominated best kind of breakthrough artist sure. at the time. So they were, yeah, they were, I, they were totally like around. Uh, Grinspoon contemporaries. Beat Grace. Well, yeah, like... Just this beat Grace? <laughs> you know what? Like, this is this is almost like uh, the Grinspoon for like college kids, right? Yeah. Or university yeah, okay. students, as they're called in this country. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Like, maybe that's one way to look at it and yeah. phrase it. Maybe that gives it something. Maybe. Anyway, number 71. <laughs> yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Much, Let's yeah. not delay this yeah, any longer. Fucking no, yeah, fucking yeah. Nobody's life is richer for having listened to that rail song. That, that song, yeah. On the fucking contrary of that, however, <laughs> and number 71. It's live with all over you. That was live with all over you. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Um. So take your time. Do you need another mother? <laughs> I will go get one. Uh, so last year, uh, there was an episode in which I opened myself up in a way that uh, I have rarely opened up. I have a being inside of me that has a goatee. And a number two haircut. <laughs> and he wears fucking three-quarter shorts with a wallet chain. He, he gets around in a black singlet and not much else. He's currently dating someone about eight years younger than him. He uh, downs two mothers and two monsters at the same time. Just, just smashes them together <laughs> yeah. like Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just guzzles that shit down. And he fucking loves... New metal and uh, the genre known on Urban Dictionary as butt rock. <laughs> and his name is. <laughs> I fucking love live, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you how this all came about. I'll tell you how this all came about. Um, so uh, I think it was last year, maybe the year before. Um, live came back to Australia, uh, doing a tour with Def. They opened for Def Leppard. 
the drummer and Def Leppard only got one arm. Uh, yeah, true what? story. What? Yeah, true story. True story. True fucking story. Look that shit up. His name's Rick Allen or some shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of the places that I write for was just like, hey, do you want to interview the new lead singer of Live, the guy who replaced Ed Kowalczyk? And I'm just like, that would be hilarious. I would love to do that. And the entire time, I thought I was going to get on the phone with some absolute fucking cock-in-handed douchefuckle. And he ended up being an absolute fucking legend, a super fucking nice dude. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe, maybe, uh, time hasn't been kind to live. Maybe I should go back and, and reconsider their case. And boy, did it get reconsidered. I fucking threw on through and copper and it all came flowing back. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, it's all coming back. The evidence has not been falsified. <laughs> oh my God. And like, I just fucking came blood for like 20 fucking hours. <laughs> oh and like, yeah, I was just standing on a fucking mountain in tight red leather pants, just fucking <laughs> fist pumping and just fucking working on my gains and just fucking <laughs> downing fucking monsters. Monsters and just like fucking punching the trees because <laughs> lives do not forgive trees <laughs> and just throwing a whole butt ton of copper. Oh my god, this song fucking rules! Like the chorus is amazing, the riff is fucking unstoppable. Kowalczyk is just a fucking beast. The way he's bathed in light reminds me of that <laughs> night. They are a wretched hive of scum and villainy, but god damn it, live in my wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's the response to have to this song. It's yeah, like it does what it <laughs> to does. Clean up, here's Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it does what it does with such. <laughs> give, give me the phone. <laughs> give me the phone. Put. Thank you. You can get it back at the end. <laughs> For what this song is, it's just it's totally just like middle of the road rock that it is. But it's just like he he's it's the voice. Yeah, it just he just yeah. goes off. So I just like <laughs> how do you say water like that? It's it's just oh, done with no. such insane earnestness. Like <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's yeah. like it's like in the same way that I think it's fascinating seeing people go like when you push the irony so far, the irony becomes a genuine form of expression. This mm. guy is pushing genuine enthusiasm so far; it just tips into irony somehow. Like it's, yeah, like in much the same way as we've discussed with like what's up and with uh, everybody hurts, except arguably to a further extent than that. Yeah, well, then and, that, and, that, and that, so I think the irony was, himself. Yeah. And we don't re- read onto it and it yeah. hasn't been like co-opted by pop culture to be ironic it, it, like it's just insane it's just, it's just a bizarre <laughs> fucking song yeah like, do you enjoy it though i don't dislike it but it's like it, but it's kind of like one, one of these songs like for genres music that i have like intense love for like a middle of the road shoegaze record that i'm like it's such a fucking good record you have to listen to it it's so great i don't know how you don't like it i'm sure like love live throwing like, copper is better than love they're just like, like <laughs> <laughs> oh deal with it the evidence was falsified <laughs> what this does it does to a fault so if you don't like it you just don't like what it is doing yeah. like he does he, his voice is so his voice is a heart on our sleeve it really like, is <laughs> I don't know how to critically analyze this song. Yeah. It's just, it's. I, man, I have the exact same kind of thing when I first came to it. It's just like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I, especially given the time that it's had. Like, it's kind of. It has a context. The song has a very clear context. It's kind of like, cool, grunge is over. We're left with all these very influential bands and incomes live to kind of take that sound and make it marketable mm. for a top 40 kind of uh, mainstream rock audience. And they write really, really good pop songs that are influenced by this sonic landscape in which they've just come out of. But we don't. you don't get any of that. You don't get any of that when you hear it because it 
it was, is, and always will be just part of the the soulless void that is <laughs> the kind of this music that mainstream <laughs> yeah, that yeah. mainstream triple M rock yeah, thing like it. with the with that it's kind like, of voice which like has no context. It's really weird hearing this in the context of Hottest One Hundred because this song particularly is so distorted by its commercial airplay by yeah. what it is as like a weird twenty year old cultural artifact. But obviously, like, it's in here. They were popular at the time. The, there was the song in the countdown last year, and who knows if we'll ever talk about that song again. Ha <laughs> ha. What a weird thing to say, right? Okay. But, like, it's just it's just, it's just, just a weird song, and it's, it's very difficult. I just, like, I, obviously it's incredible and ridiculous, but I just spent a lot of time being confused at the lyrics. Okay. Like... Which Our love is true. like water, pinned down and abused for being strange. This is not a, a thing that I am familiar with happening to water. Um, <laughs> you also can't pin down water. That's kind of a fundamental property of the liquid maybe where state. You shop. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I was just like, what? Like, what? What does that mean? What is this song even about? Are there any other lyrics that confuse you? Well, wait, why does he keep saying "pay me now"? What's that in reference to? Got to get paid, son. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar dollar bills, dollar dollar bills. cream. <laughs> but like for real, like and then, and then like I've often tried to hold back the the tide. It's just like that. Uh, it's that's foreshadowing dolphins cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, oh, come on. Oh, it just made me think of King Canute trying to show that he couldn't hold back the tide. <laughs> but it's a eleventh uh, century Danish king. The story about him where <laughs> all all of his followers were like, "You can do anything. You could even yeah. hold back the tide." And he's like, "Dudes, I fully Dude, can't. Be cool. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm just like a normal king." And they're like, "No, you could do anything." And he's like, "Look, I will take a chair and sit at low tide and wait for the tide to come in, and you will see me get too wet." And the tide never came in. Like they just proved him right. Like the moral no, of the story is really The moral story. of the story is have confidence in yourself, and you can achieve anything. <laughs> I often think that that would be like the worst time to discover you could control the tide. It just never comes in. You're like, oh, God damn it. Curse this latent mutant power. You've just made live, like, well read. I think maybe, I think um, Ed did that. Mm. Do, do you really think that was a reference? No, uh, no. Well, is, that, I, I, is that the genius annotation? Well, I mean, I mean, like you can't hold the tide is as, as a phrase as a reference to that historical anecdote, and he's obviously alluding to it. So in a roundabout way, yeah. But I just like wow. None of the lines in this make any sense when you look at it further than it just being like a vague love song. And I'm not saying it has to. Like it's just it's just what it is. There are two guys in in life named Chad. And <laughs> <laughs> of course there are. <laughs> There are, of course, two guys named Chad. All I ever want is to hear you say that on repeat. <laughs> and to say it to as many other people as I possibly can. There are two guys in life named Chad. Is that going to be the name of this fucking episode? Probably. <laughs> good good, good um, app to have, like, like the air horn app. But just, like, there, are, there are two guys in life named Chad app. <laughs> named Chad app. Uh, I, can't, I can't say anything after that. Yeah. Oh, also, the like YouTube comments for live songs are just like a wonderful place to experience people that aren't you. Like <laughs> those, pe- are my, those are my people. <laughs> people. There's people that say like I've listened yeah, to this song, song every day people. for 20 years. <laughs> people like talking kind of like a bit too earnestly about making love with their ex partner to this song I've and stuff. Seen it's just that like comment. oh, like this comment if you're still listening to this song <laughs> yeah. in 2009. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's beautiful. It's just like a wonderful mess of humanity, and I wish we could have sent it away on Voyager with everything else <laughs> to represent us to other other worlds. I feel awful. Um, so there's actually been a clerical error. I thought this was number 71. It's actually number one. So oh. um, yeah, yeah. So uh, that is the end of season three. I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of it. And obviously want to thank Live for all of their work. Uh, we, we literally could not have done this without you. Can I say it? The evidence has been falsified. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Cheers for listening. Cheers to FBI Radio. And cheers to live, wherever you may be right the fuck now. Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to talk about our favourites and our least favourites. Nathan, what you got? Uh, favourite live? Yeah! Least, fuck yeah! Least favourite live. <laughs> fuck you! Adam. Uh, I'm going to go with Warped because... <laughs> good mouthfeel uh, Yeah, it has a very good mouthfeel Life's the best and, and, and rail is shit um, Yeah, it, this is a fucking week five for me <laughs> Yeah, right <laughs> um, I think my favourite I'm, I'm going to say Grinspoon Just because it was like earnest And made me smile and appreciate high, the, the youth and energy of high school kids And least favourite is definitely rail Alright, cool Well, that is all for this week Until next time On behalf of Mr. Ed Kowalczyk See ya on behalf of Mr. Ed Kowalczyk. Can't I be one of the Chads? <laughs> Can I be the other Chad? Bags the other Chad. Chad one. Oh, I'm Chad one. You're Chad one. Thanks. Just know you're Chad, man. You're so clearly Chad one. And Mr. Chad two. Thanks, man. My name bra. is... Thanks, brah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, brah. I forgot who I was. I can appreciate it. My name is David James Kowalczyk. <laughs> Live Sissom Peak. You can get it reviewing live. (laughs) I never broke the law. I am the law. The evidence has been falsified.